Schneider Mac, Angela Merkel. Like. <lacht> Welcome to the Postwork Podcast, recorded at Karl Marx Studios Bunker, somewhere hidden in Berlin. I'm Pablo Deneri, your host. And today's guest is a West German <laughs> visual artist, curator, and gallerist, Pierre Wolter. Pierre, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Pierre, we met uh, several years ago, um, but uh, maybe it might be interesting to start Uh, from before that, I used to uh, make a long explanation on how the structure of the podcast goes, but I think I can explain it simpler. You know these uh, memes that uh, they mm -hmm. go like um, how it started, how it's going, something like that. How it started for you, um, let's say, if you have to think even before your studies or get into your studies... Um, where do you think this story started for you? With Art Glimpse Impulse or with me as an artist? With you and as a human being, let's say, what you're doing now. I know uh, I don't want to get that straight to the, to the gallery because this is when we yeah. met, actually. But uh, a bit um, go through how your um, reading on how this um, uh, path went, in a way, uh, for you. Okay, um, I would say I was, I don't know, when I, in the 90s, I was a DJ also, and, and I was... You were a DJ? Yeah, I yeah. didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was DJ in, in a very nice club in, in South Germany called Duala, but it, I was a resident DJ, and, and uh, uh, I, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday sometimes. Um, that was quite cool, actually, and then we had, uh, um, there were, were quite a, a few people there that were very creative, And uh, brought in this kind of, uh, in German we say Einöde, which is the lonely, loneliness in, in yeah. South Germany. They brought very good people there, uh, bands and everything. And that was actually my inspiration, I would say. Um, okay. After, I would say after, I, don't, I was also in the bands playing. I was kind of a creative person. Um, and then there was this, I think it was something like 19, no, 97, 98, where I found out for myself that uh, so music, teaching, and the other stuff I did didn't bring me further. So I decided to, to, to make something with art. So, and uh, I was in, in the beginning, actually, I was, over, uh, was afraid of, of, of uh, choosing this path because, uh, you know, art is very... Uh, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated <laughs> and it's also uh, difficult to survive. So was, and I knew that. So it was really kind of, ah, oh, okay, shall I do that? And then, and then when I was very young in my trends, hmm. I did these compromises in Germany where you do something like, uh, it's called uh, Kunsttherapy, Art Therapy, the mixture, you know. New Age. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> yeah, and, and also the thing where you actually uh, try to go into kind of social, um, social yeah, area. Yeah, and then with a mixture of, of uh, art and then, but that was was all bollocks, and I didn't like it because it was not free. So that mix is typical end of the nineties, I think. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then I stopped actually the the DJing because um, I thought, okay, it's. Um, It's not so free because you still have the kind of, you know, limitations, mm. uh, the styles and everything. So was Compositing wise. Yes, maybe. yes. Mm. Also, it's also, I mean, people loved certain styles and they were not so open for experimental stuff and so on and so forth. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, especially in techno, I mean, there were some very, very good uh, uh, labels like, uh, yeah, Movex Tech. I think it was uh, Movex Techno, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. ambient, experimental. Hmm. So they were quite, quite cool. But um, yeah, it all ended somehow in this kind of, okay, I, I wanted to do something different and needed more experience hmm. and more creativity. So There's always time for coming back to DJ. <laughs> yeah. Actually. And then you moved to London or because you studied fine art in London. Yeah. Um, it's actually... I mean, it also has to do something with my partner. We met Melanie yeah. and, and, and uh, Melanie Segrin, she's yeah. my partner. I met her in Ravensburg, 97, something like this. 
and um, we, I don't know, it was was really cool experience. So I, I was not uh, planning to go to London or to to England. And she said to me, okay, um, yeah, I think you are a cool guy and everything, uh, but I leave in seven weeks. <laughs> so she, she was actually going to for the university in, in, yeah. in, uh, in the UK. And uh, then I fell in love. We had a wonderful time. Also, also because of this, this knowledge she, she leaves. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it was a very cool experience to meet someone without this relationship fucks in your mind. Yeah. You know, it's kind of was free. And she, she is a wonderful person, and so I said, okay. But Melanie um, is British. No. Ah. No, Melanie, she's from from uh, from a German minority minority in in Romania. So and it's, and she's uh, European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I had the idea she was. Uh, oh, she speaks British. perfect English. She has that's no accent. That's why. That's why. She has no <laughs> accent at all, uh, and uh, it's it's a shame that I still have my Schwäbisch <laughs> accent. But hey, that's that's me. That's my my thing. Um, yeah. But she is perfect. She has a very very nice um, accent. Uh, no, she has no accent. She has really. That's why. Yeah. That's yeah. why I thought she yeah, was totally she's, native. Yeah. She. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after seven weeks, and I decided to to follow her, and then so that's why we went to London. And then, I in the first six months in London, I actually was working as a glass collector in a club. You know the, the lowest glass collector. Oh. Ah, glass collector. <laughs> someone, someone yeah. who actually collects glass was Because really good. I have to make a, a notation that in this time, like glasses were in the club were valued a lot. Like if you give the glass bag, it was like two euros. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Something. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and then then, um, then I had the chance to to apply for I think it was the London Guildhall University, and then um, funny. The thing was that um, I, my first semester was uh, kind of modular uh, university thingy between business and art. <laughs> so this wow. was, yeah, yeah, but uh, I changed quite quite uh, fast into art. So that was actually. Uh, yeah, uh, I always was uh, running away of this kind of mixture with business. Mm -hmm. But now I have to say I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really an important part. <laughs> Um, so you met before even you started studying, mm -hmm. and you uh, did she studied also arts? No, no. she she studied um, politics and history. Ah, okay. Yeah. Also so, one of these combined. Yeah, but we had we had uh, similarities. My I had I always have a, oh, still have a very very uh, a huge interest in in history in art uh, in in, in uh, uh, politics, and she had interest was interested in art. So. We actually fit very well together in this sense. So, and when you know art names, impulse, we have a kind of political touch. Right. Yeah. Uh, now nowadays, you still run for 16 years, I think, um, yeah. an art gallery here in Berlin um, uh, that is uh, almost exclusively dedicated to video art performance, which is called time-based art, um, and installation. Um, which is a very rare, let's say, it's not the most popular or uh, sellable um, uh, genres, let's say, or formats for yeah. uh, art. Um, and you, you are doing this for, for some time now. That's why I uh, was curious about how this story went, in a way, you know. Mm. And in London, how was this uh, student uh, years? Not so much party, because so London, much party. no, London was very... Drum and bass, no? no uh, actually, I was, <laughs> I was uh, maybe you know uh, the Blue Note? No. Uh, I, Blue Note no. Was, was a pub in Hoxton, okay. and uh, it was extremely loud, it was a big pub, and uh, it was so loud that I went there and had also parties, so was, but I actually, the bass was, was really like, <laughs> and also my feelings... You know, actually, they, hurt, they were hurting after this. I never had that. And I had a lot of experience with, with loud music, but the bass was so, so loud that actually my, my feelings started to, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> something. It was amazing, yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, how was your experience, let's say, as a German in a different culture? Um, did you leave this um, with any heaviness or, for, or did you have any... 
recollection of this being uh, something difficult to do or not? Were you far away or were you visiting Germany and your family um, um, often? This is a very good question. Um, I mean, you know, from my experience, I would say I wasn't actually aware that I'm a German in <laughs> Germany. But, right. but being being then in London and then you feel you suddenly understand okay what what is what for you you have to find a definition for yourself because mm. you are there and there's also the thing about um, the London or Blitz paranoia they have the Blitzkrieg you know the Blitz yeah. it's called in, in London always the Blitz and you everywhere <laughs> you have a documentation uh, about uh, BBC other shows the Blitz and blah 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 and and I was working in in at a time full time in the company but also full time student it was really pff, hard Melanie too. And uh, we were um, part of a German team in the company, and then we were, I don't know, we were going for lunch, and we, in the elevator there was an old lady standing next to us, and we were, we were uh, talking in German, and suddenly she turns to us and say, do you know that the Germans lost the Second World War? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, yes. <laughs> we were really shocked because she was something like, I don't know, 70 or something. So she could have actually yeah. be a part of uh, um, or experienced the whole shit there. In this moment, you realized for the first time you yeah. were German. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I was like, okay, okay. Uh, and then there was another situation. Um, uh, I think a friend of us, She, um, she, a German friend of us, she was also living there for ages, and she told me that, um, that uh, she was asking, I think, her grandfather whether he was in London. He said, no, no, I just flew over it, and he was actually bomber pilot at the time. So, so there was this, this, this whole, whole thing in London and all this, this discussion about uh, the Second World War was... Uh, very strong uh, present at the time. I think it's still there. I mean, now with the Europe, with the Brexit, you know, they blame also the Germans again, unfortunately. Yeah, they're still there. Actually, yeah. that's something that um, uh, I think um, exists in a lot of the works of the artists that you tend to choose for exhibiting at your gallery. Um, it's not something you can understand by just saying video art and performance, but um, I'm, I'm really not updated in the work of the um, uh, current artists. But uh, some feeling I have is that um, beyond the medium they use, there's always or almost always this um, kind of uh, geopolitical um, kind of... Um, conceptual um, talk, but about real um, topics that have to do with geopolitics, for example, like territories and um, a relationship with uh, identity and construction of identity, but in a political, sociopolitical tension and struggle from this perspective. I found that uh, um, that might have to do maybe with Melanie's uh, studies, <laughs> influence or something, I don't know. Uh, but it's true that this uh, struggle, this tension never ended um, in a way. <coughs> uh, it haunts us uh, until today. And so you started studying uh, visual, uh, not visual arts, but fine arts. Time-based me time, time media, it was called. I, I mean, so I did uh, video art, installation and performance. And uh, the story is actually that we actually left uh, uh, London in 2002. And then um, I was also applying for some galleries. Uh, in London? No, in Berlin. In ah, Berlin, okay, okay. In Berlin. And uh, at that time, I was really kind of frustrated because, uh, I mean... The galleries, they said, okay, oh, yes, we do also a little bit video art, So, but I never had actually uh, HD, uh, full HD um, projectors. They, uh, everything was on PAL, and they, <laughs> they didn't actually do a, a thing. So, And, and then, um, yeah, I said, okay, okay, um, you know, why should I apply all the time for, for galleries that don't put an effort into the whole thing, you know, because to be frustrated because they don't want to invest money or they don't understand the concept and so on and so forth. And so we decided to do our own stuff. So that was the, the first. The con it was actually 
um, uh, reaction of, of the at that time hmm. uh, the gallery world and uh, there were there were quite a few ex um, um, examples they did a good job there was uh, for example push the button to play was very good and there was Olaf Stüber was there mm -hmm. and uh, Dam uh, also Olaf Stuber is the one that makes video, the video, video that yeah. midnight. Had, he had a very good gallery at that time in uh, the Babylon yeah. Yeah. Uh, film yeah, yeah. theater yeah. And he had a very good gallery at that time, and he was also was very inspiring. Yeah. Hmm. So, but uh, it uh, it's still it's a problem. I mean, we don't have so many galleries. There's a to stigma with mm. art uh, that needs technology as a support, you know, yeah. because always technology has this um, uh, plus value, let's say, of an industrialized product, technological product that costs a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know. So it's not accessible in the same way as maybe other forms. Uh, are you know and there's always this stigma also I know working um, with, with video and so there, there was always this limitation you know and to have no limitations you basically needed uh, unlimited money to not worry about this you know so there's also this class accessibility thing in a way with uh, technology um, uh, uh, related art um, I don't know. That's my idea. I don't mm. know what you think about that. Um, it changed. Hmm. It changed a lot. I mean, um, I think in the 90s, that was actually... Uh, we had a very good artist. Unfortunately, she, she doesn't do uh, art anymore, Nia Burks. And uh, she did, she did uh, um, an exhibition which was called Standardized Authenticity in 2000 and... Uh, 13, something like this, was it? Okay. And um, she's, she said something very, very, um, um, for me, mind-breaking. She said something that that's, uh, the, the internet now, you know, the, the possibility for yourself to broadcast yourself with, with not so much money is, is, is a big change. Um, and she... Like we are doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. So... Um, before that, before the whole internet, before the, the, the possibility was there to actually upload yourself and also edit yourself and broadcast yourself, that was the case, that, that mm. you uh, actually are, um, um, that, that media art was very, very ex expensive. But now I, we, we have different pro problems now. Yeah. Mm. So the, the, and then there was the, this decade um, coming up for the where you couldn't earn money with digital art or not so much money hmm. because it was reproducible and exactly. and, and, and so and, and but now with this new technology um, the NFT there might be a good chance but this is another topic so um, we talked um, just so you know in this podcast we talked a lot about there was a lot of video artists and VJs and digital oh. artists uh, as guests in the podcast so uh, we talked a lot about this, especially because I'm still trying to understand it. Um, I even talked to the grand, great granddaughter of Walter Benjamin, even though she's not an expert on the subject. I, I wanted to talk to her about this, um, like but, unicity, you know, aspect and how from the art philosophy at least is a huge thing. But he was say. he was the cause, you know that, because he had made the sentence that a uh, uh, an art loses its aura. Because it's reproducible, uh, hmm. and this is this is actually the killer for for any digital file. Yeah, the industrialization. Yeah, but also the surrealism. But of but, the but also the yeah, but hmm. also the art, and that was really hmm. kind of the problem uh, at the time because uh, collectors said, okay, oh, you can just copy and paste it and reproduce it, and then that's why should I do uh, invest hmm. so much uh, money in it? Yet now with the NFTs, there is a chance to actually bring that uh, on an artificial way, I would say, into a kind of original state. Yeah, mm. let's see how it develops. Yeah, um, yeah we can go to this later, yeah, later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and how was this um, uh, shift from uh, finishing your studies in London and coming back here and uh, starting up the gallery? I mean, we were actually quite lucky um, because at that time there was, uh, we had, you know, Lübner Straße, um, there was a huge interest going on in this area. Uh, I remember there was, I, I received a phone call in 2008 or 10 from EasyChat, 
So, I mean, it's like, oh, we have this kind of magazine in, in the EasyChat and we would like to add you um, in this magazine just as a, as a representative for this area. There's a new gallery in am Schlesischen Tor. Why EasyChat? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they actually, I mean, they were always looking for some weird stuff. Uh, I mean, they had this, this cool magazine at that, at that time and uh, I... I suppose they th thought, okay, we were kind of attractive to, to get people, you know, to Berlin, right. something like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, this allocation, uh, uh, I uh, know. No, uh, no, we, are, know. we, we moved. We ah. are now in, in Markgrafenstraße. I mean, Lübbenstraße is... Uh, But Lübbenstraße was the one I first knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. Kreuzberg. Yeah. In yeah. a very... Um, um, uh, how can I say? A hipsterish... Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. nowadays, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, in 2006 it already started. So also with us, I would say, mm -hmm. because the gallery there is... Right. Yeah. And um, what's... How's the deal? Because I remember when, um, when I met you, you were already for some years running the gallery. Mm -hmm. I did an internship there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I remember by the time it was already all news that the traditional gallery system was in crisis. Yeah. I, I remember we were talking at the time, 2012 or 13, we were talking like uh, about researches, about how to turn this over in a way, you know. And I was thinking recently, it's 2022, <laughs> and this uh, crisis of the traditional model is still not over. Um, so uh, I'm very intrigued how uh, you guys could sort it out also in a way um, being something um, not so popular uh, still, let's say. In mainstream, mainstream. Not so mainstream yeah. in what's more consumable art-wise, you yeah. know, where, uh, yeah. what you guys do. So um, I don't know which combination of personal effort and state uh, funds or... Uh, how how uh, you guys could make this happen in a way? With a lot of work, of course. I mean, it's uh, um, you you need to accept that that. Uh, um, I mean, we always had very progressive artists, and we loved that, and we we, we didn't want to change. We, for example, right in the beginning, we refused to make paintings. For example, no? um, <laughs> also because of my background, but this was uh, mm. quite quite important for us mm. to say, okay, no, I mean, there's, there are so many other galleries. Why should we do that? And 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 also we see um, each other also as a kind of uh, platform and also to raise discussion. And um, the the reason why we actually went to a kind of capitalist approach or being galleries also to confront the market with with, with this, that positions hmm. Be because I mean there's obviously a, there are two two environments there's the the, the the art market and then there is this kind of uh, um, art which is subsidized through fundings or through co uh, galleries um, yeah. which are um, from the city run by the city etc which is fair enough they do a very good job yeah but I thought okay uh, I mean, every artist also has to, the, the right to, to survive, you know, and uh, uh, you need to also look that uh, you uh, gain some income or you gain some uh, sources that he actually can produce or she can produce and continue with, with uh, the things. That's hmm. basically, we, we decided to go this way to make a statement. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, because this is always um, a stigma in a way also that... And also kind of a class limitation thing. The, mm. um, when you don't have a monthly income, as if you would work in an office, uh, then um, by the traditional means, and if you do everything right, you have to work maybe for three months to apply for a grant that you might not get, you know. And so this is a very risky business in a way for an Even in a country like this where you have a lot of money put Uh, from the cultural uh, sector, from the public cultural sector, from this, the Senate funds and so Even though you have all these possibilities, it's still difficult, you know, but because in nowadays society, you basically need a steady uh, monthly income. <laughs> 
even to work for presenting a project for a grant. You know what I mean? Um, so I agree that there's something there that is still, uh, especially with it uh, now, maybe it's a bit worse because in times of pandemic, uh, a lot of um, um, job market uh, uh, sectors that were available for these people to have like a Neven, like an how do you say Neven job in, in German? Um, they don't exist anymore in most most cases for a couple of years now, you know. So like gastronomy or, um, so, but you are you agreed with these uh, state funds, but it uh, you tried to do something different. You never got a state. Uh, uh, founded project uh, with uh, claims art, art claims equals. Um, we, I mean, you know, they had, they had this this uh, project um, or this funding thing called Neustadt. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, and then very uh, popular. Mm -hmm. oh. We had we had also we, we received the funding for our, um, for Shi Handelsman. He is uh, from Tel Aviv, and uh, for that we received um, funding. So. Hmm. Was quite quite cool, but this was the first time actually to do that. So, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really good. Uh, it's also very difficult for some people to understand how to apply for those things, you know, which is a different uh, hmm. uh, discussion. Yeah. yeah, but there is not much for galleries actually. There is for, right. there is um, a lot more for uh, associations or for non-profit organizations than for galleries. Um, Hmm. Uh, and this is also a little bit thing because at the moment, I mean, you know, I mean, um, having a company doesn't mean you earn a lot of money. Uh, you can right. al or you can also you can also have uh, very political uh, um, po uh, positions, hmm. but still be a company. And and this this is um, this um, system doesn't reflect the all. I mean, the markets the markets. Um, it's not only art, you know, like startups and everything. Hmm. I think the whole system doesn't reflect. Um, the whole change which, which is going on since hmm. years to to define what is business and whether business can be also left, for example, or very hmm. progressive. So this 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 is is too black and white, and and the gray zone is not actually hmm. uh, right yeah. because the common opinion is like uh, left is not to be profit oriented. Yeah, and I think this is so. This is that's the um, yeah. contradiction. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. I would say. No? Hmm. I mean, like, uh, I mean, if you the music industry, they they actually do that since since twenty years or thirty years actually. Yeah, you have you have uh, uh, left wing uh, bands, punk bands. They earn a lot of money, but still have um, are able to 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 uh, have a living. You know, hmm. like, in Germany. I don't know if in every country you can say the same. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. It's yeah. A, to have uh, um, punks, punk bands making a living is really a privilege, I think, uh, maybe from the first world, because otherwise something that is totally counter-cultural counter like that, you don't never get to have like um, yeah, but, help but yeah, but uh, actually, I don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have no clue about Africa, for example. Uh, I know. I, I, I know that that there is, is, is an autonomous scene. Hmm. They uh, they also have stars, whatever that means. Yeah, hmm. um, and they also developed something, and that's something that that's maybe also our arrogance and not of course not to not to actually get dig into it and, and also get get information i mean sure. you, you uh, danny Blaker, for example he did an art art um artwork just recently in in kenya and he worked with with uh, with a um kenyan artist group and he told me that uh, they are quite um, progressive and mm. uh, they have their, have their own scene yeah mm -hmm. and uh, i i uh, uh, I would say everyone should actually learn about Africa and other uh, art scenes, and then for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah the, this uh, deconstruction phase, uh, progressive people um, want to be at right now. Let's say it's always a um, challenge, no? Mm. Because you can only go so far out of your reference system, yeah. and either yeah. you are Eurocentric, like in your case. Yeah. 
Uh, in my case, I'm from Latin America, but yeah. still I'm centristic in a way that I'm white, you know, uh, that I didn't grow up in a poor family. Like, there's a lot of um, biases, yeah. you know, yeah. that makes it very difficult. But it's certainly one of the biggest challenges right now. It's also a, a challenge for us to actually, um, I mean, we are looking for artists at the moment, no? Uh, and also for African artists, not because they are of Africa, also, mm. no, because because media mm. is there also since 10, 15 years or even 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 longer, mm. you know. And we, we, I want to know how they actually use media art. What what is the topic of them? So that's that's actually my intention to find out. But unfortunately, I have not so much time, and mm. then sometimes just blah blah blah, and then try. But uh, it's difficult to have the resources to do it properly. Yeah, and there's um, uh, the question of, um, let's say, the original original uh, references or significance in culture. The same happens with representation of women in of course, uh, art, yeah. history, and so, or music, you know. There's always the problem that um, since they're not so well-known previous reference as a woman or as a black artist in this uh, scene, yeah. then uh, even for someone that's younger and yeah. want to study, don't have in, in their imaginary, this has a possibility. Yeah. So to change this, it really takes uh, generations in a way, you know? Um, yeah, but there's, in, with media art, there's also a kind of other problem, which hmm. is... How can I explain this? I mean, you see that a little bit with the NFTs at the moment, mm -hmm. because, but it's difficult because they have something called trash art. So um, trash art, trash art. So that that's the thing actually. They the the the, the, the NFTs, you know, the little thingies, uh, like comic thingies mm -hmm. or kind of this. They call it trash art. Okay. And um, but this that's why it's a little bit different. But mm -hmm. in media art, you always have a, the same problem, in my opinion, which is there's a new technology coming up. The industry at that time, um, they were supporting art to present their new technology. So, and then for, for five years or for 10 years, you always had this kind of interactive installations, for example. They just react. You enter a space and you do like this and something happens. This is quite boring, hmm. in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Once but it was once it was entertaining. <laughs> it was once entertaining, but it was mainly to, to actually demonstrate what is the technology exactly. capable. Exactly, yeah? it's more about the fascination of yes, the new technology. Yes, yes. Yeah. But um, then, after five five to ten years, people actually digest the whole technology. Mm. They really they really go deep into it. They understand the things and they produce art with it. And that's the beauty, you know. That's and you always have to wait a little bit uh, because people have to, they have to get used to the technology, express themselves, find their own topic in in, in art, mm. and then adapt it to their media. And hmm. and and our artists we have at the moment they are capable uh, able to do that. They actually like Wolfgang Spahn for example. Yeah. He's brilliant. Wolfgang yeah. Spahn is an artist also from Art Acclaims Impulse, mm. one of my favorites, yeah. at least from the time I was there. <laughs> um, uh, he works with electronics, and um, maybe uh, you can explain it better. But he's an art basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean he is. Um, he. He really, I mean, we, we had so many discussions uh, uh, and he said for me, actually, okay, he, he can actually paint with electronics. So that's just the thing. And he really influences the, the technology very deep. Like, for example, the, the most thing which freaked me out was that he said, okay, he actually, um, he, he was um, manipulating the VGA signal. I mean, we were talking at, uh, about cables just recently. But from the outside, so basically he actually um, influenced the signal in the cable to to get the results, and that's something which is weird. I mean, mm. but he he can do that. So, mm. yeah, he's an analog uh, fan. Uh, yeah, but he uses also programming just to. Right. I mean, there is yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. analog world, yeah. but there's also digital work to to uh, yeah. um, get it done. And. Um, um, to get back to the NFT thing, <laughs> because there are some that say say that uh, because this can be a bubble financial-wise, like it can be a bubble in the market and like it was for other stuff, then that means that crypto art has, a, has a, um, an end date, you know? 
just because they can see the same patterns as the market of inflation, like immobiliary bubble or something like this, then this is a, a, a very actual argument for people who says that this is just a bubble in every aspect, you know, also um, uh, art uh, philosophical-wise. Uh, do you think so? Or do you think that even though the market aspects of it, this is still like um, uh, something that will persist? Well, I mean, um, we had... As a form of art, in a way. We had, I mean, just talking about f uh, crisis, uh, mm. like not in art, but a general crisis, I mean, we had... Uh, um, a housing crisis uh, sure. 50 years ago, and the houses are still there. Or we have a <laughs> financial crisis, and the money is still there. So <laughs> there, there is the chance that, that uh, many people lose a lot of money. We'll, really, like mm. um, it's, it's highly speculative. But it, it also has a very interesting aspect. Um, like, for example, Walter Benjamin, you have, you have the uh, possibility to connect... Uh, a file with, with a kind of certificate or with a blockchain, it's called, to, to make an original, whatever so that's that is. unique, let's say. You can say this is the only one yeah. with this identification. Yeah, yeah. This, is, uh, this is something opens a lot of possibilities. On the other hand, it's also quite f scary, um, but not because of, uh, of this blockchain, but um, it's more about, you know, like... Um, so, as I understand, the discussion is, uh, it, it's, it's again to exclude the galleries, like to, because you can actually meet by, for yourself as an artist, and then you have collectors and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, and, and so you exclude the galleries, um, which we also had in, in, the, in the early, in the early um, yeah, when internet was coming up. You remember in the 90s, yes. they also said, okay, we don't need any galleries anymore. Because But then all the major galleries had its own web page. That's that's that thing. Um, but that's what's happening also. With yeah, with NFTs, I suppose. Uh, uh, but the other thing is that which I which really scares me a little bit is the the, the strong link, I mean, to, to cryptocurrency, because I mean, cryptocurrency can actually can actually raise the value or um, decrease the value, but not because the the market or the the artist is 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 getting famous. Is if If uh, bitcoins crash, the art crashes, and this strong connection, like really, like you need a wallet, yeah, you need, um, and you can only um, if you have cryptocurrency, you can buy this artwork, mm -hmm. makes it very fragile because any any guy who has uh, power, is influencer, can just twitter something and they're gonna Elon boom. Musk specifically. <laughs> um, Let's name the names. <laughs> Or goes up, and this yeah. this is is something where I think okay wow that's that's something because for me art is very valuable it's 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 a cultural expression, and if you if you really like make it that fragile that's just someone influencer can just uh, raise it or kill it by I don't know drunk person who is who thinks oh I'm the greatest and blah 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 and then has this effect. Whoa, this is also something, um, a hmm. signal, a worrying signal about how we deal with our culture, hmm. you know? So that's, that's, for me, the main issue. The money and, and it's, it is a possibility, but the, the kind of, the, that we create this kind of fragile state for art, hmm. as, as an artist, I would say, be careful, be careful. Do you have but, some artists that make NFTs yeah. at the gallery? Yeah. 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 And yeah. how do you uh, sell them? Um, we... Um, Yeah, we collect them and then we sell it again. You so have a profile in one of these, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, as a gallery, okay. But we also, I mean, it's it's um, difficult because you, I mean, you know, as a, as a gallery, you also guarantee that if you are a collector, a traditional collector, we also offer your service. You know, like uh, for example, we we uh, we um, provide you with art from artists where we think, okay, they'll continue, for example. They are really, really good, in, in our mm. opinion. But it's a kind of, uh, they're serious. They're, they're it's really curated. It's, it's mm -hmm. curated. It's also a kind of, we are in a, in a close dialogue with the artists. That means if he, if he or she has a crisis, mm -hmm. we can actually help them or discuss mm. them or kind of be a kind of um, uh, coach, you know. Also, somehow we offer a service that, that, that for someone... 
um, we have a very good relationship to, to our artists. And, mm. and, and but for, from the collector's side, we do our best that he, when, when the, the collector loves this artwork, um, that the, the artist, for example, continues or that, that is not the kind of risky, speculative thing. So we, right. this is also our, our yeah. job to do. And with a NFT at the moment, it's for me a little bit difficult to guarantee the whole thing because... Um, as I said, I mean, it's very strong, strong connected to cryptocurrency. If the cryptocurrency goes up, then we are all happy. If it goes down, the collectors is very in a bad mood, for example, yeah, or like very mm. angry. But, but, but I can't do anything about it, you know. Mm. This is a kind of very... Yeah, so mm. much... Uh, um, we are talking so much around a crisis context and so, yeah. and this seems to be also something that goes hand in hand with this kind of change of paradigm. Uh, and there's no uh, regulation. Not in the good way, in a way. But technology keeps going forward and formats keep changing, concepts about what art is change also, you know. I read the, um, there's a current exhibition that I didn't see, but there's a book that is being presented at the gallery on the 14th that is called Deserted Devices and <laughs> Wasted Fences, Everyday Technologies in Extreme Circumstances. <laughs> it made me think of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. this is Sani Plöger, and he's a wonderful artist. Hmm. He always... Uh, um, Danny has has a very good sense of um, of raising questions and, and also produce a kind of a meta to uh, mm. the artwork as a meta to mm. really like adapt to it and, and, and have a discussion. Mm -hmm. So he he did something very cool um, mm. at uh, Architecture Biennale in Venice. Mm -hmm. He he was representing uh, Kuwait. Yeah, so wonderful artwork. Because I have the feeling that this uh, this goes all together in a way. This uh, thing that crypto art, art is introducing uh, is something that is uh, happening uh, from my perspective, you know, from an uh, art philosophical maybe perspective. Uh, is happening more in this tension of making uh, significant to raise a question of the crisis that we are living. Um, more than the aesthetics of it, the visuals of it, or what it looks like, or what it is uh, in itself, you know. Um, I find there's a lot of that uh, tension going on, even for crypto artists that uh, uh, don't, uh, don't think in conceptual terms or whatever. They're still there, latent, I think, in, in the um, format, you know, in the medium. Um, it's a, it's an, um, a feeling I have. <laughs> um, yes and no, I would say. Um, okay, so of course critical art um, has to make a statement. Hmm. And uh, sometimes the statement is, is uh, delivered more substantial if, the, if you do something like trash art or if you do something like very kind of... Uh, like, like, being like uh, uh, anti uh, anti 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 uh, thing. So yes, that. But at the moment, I would say uh, the major change I see with our artists is that they actually are so into that topic and have have this experience that they actually produce beautiful art. And that's that's something which which is new in my opinion, that they actually um, are producing new forms perspectives. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, Wolfgang Spahn, for example, or Dani Blöger are the best examples, you know, they're, they're like this, this, this floating image, maybe you saw it, uh, Serapium Helios, um, it's a beautiful artwork, you know, and, and that's something, um, what I also think is, has to do, uh, or Petra Ivanova, I'll tell you later about her. She's a wonderful feminist yeah, artist. Yeah, she's also on the rooster, current rooster of the gallery. She is perfect. I mean, <coughs> sorry. Um, yeah, so they they are so experienced now and so um, strong in their in their opinion or in their approach that they can make beautiful art. 
and still criti criticize something. And that's that's the new okay. thing. That's the new thing. So they don't have to rely on this okay. old 80s uh, waving flags and everything. Okay. So they are so strong in their opinion or they, they raise the right questions mm. and are able to abstract it and still producing beautiful artwork. And they produce NFTs also? Or? Not all of no. them. Not all okay. of them. But some of them, yeah. yeah. Because uh, that's uh, if it if it is so, then I still have hope, you know. Because um, my feeling had to do with this, um, the realm of the images that was completely outside the world of uh, art, uh, aesthetically, visually, you know, it had more to do with design, with uh, something that you would pay someone very. Uh, very cheap to do something, you know. Uh, yeah, but they call it tr now trash art. It, this yeah. is okay. So that's the trash art. I think. Okay. Um. First of all, like I'm the not eight bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I'm not the fully expert in NFT. Hmm. Yeah. So we have now, of course, our knowledge, of course. Yeah, and we also do that. But I'm not the the really kind of a hundred expert uh, in in that thing. Hundred percent expert. Um. But I think it's it's um. Uh, but I see similarities to mm. to development in the media art, which which is, in my opinion, similar and a little bit the same. Like you have the technology, there it's trash art. Mm. In 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 the, for video art, it was uh, demonstrating the technology. At that time, it was full HD and blah blah blah. You know, like the f so. Right. That's, that you have to be fair to to those artists and just wait <coughs> another another five years until they really like in. Um, Yeah, it sinks in. But that's an interesting. It's an interesting theory, yeah. I think, because yeah. it, it's true that this did happen every time. It was a major breakthrough yeah. with technology, yeah. and um, impulsors of uh, new art, yeah. um, uh, like um, I don't know Namjoon Paik, for example, so-called inventor yeah. of uh, video art, he was in a very close relation with uh, companies that were producing yeah. industrially, commercially, these devices, you know, so there was a kind of... Um, you have the same situation at the mm. moment, you know, like uh, we have we have some NFT platforms, yeah, there are companies, uh, yeah, hello, there are companies, yeah, so they are not just a bunch of people that earn money, You have to for every for every thing you change you uh, you have to pay. It's called gas, you know, like yes. that's um, and and uh, it's like a, a maintenance thing it's, for yeah, this everything, binding also certificate, killing or, uh, or like like uh, erasing the thing. You pay I don't know much, but uh, yeah. I guess I know. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, there are also companies, and uh, of course they they want to try out everything, and the artists they are also. They, they go for a kind of, um, um, I would say, almost safe side because they know this, this image sell at the moment. Yeah? Like people, for example, with 5,000 images, which are quite nice, I think, but still. Yeah? Mm. So why? I mean, they are not... I mean, the whole development is a couple of months old. It's not even a year old. You exactly. Know? Everything's changing very fast, and yeah. this is why it's difficult to grasp. Yeah. But with the people... But give you the chance. The give people chance. effect... Yeah. I personally can relate and understand perfectly why. Because since uh, I'm a VJ, VJ yeah. from the digital age already with computer and yeah. so, but with artistic pretensions, let's yeah. say, to do something different uh, apart from desi uh, graphic design, yeah. aesthetics and so, um, the beginning of the 2000s, um people was the one uh, vj loop pack that you will always find for free you know okay uh, yeah, so know, huh? yeah okay. so we was very known in this community mm -hmm. vj community mm -hmm. and not because of the um, artistic value of the but because it was a Mm, let's say had a role in this uh, community, you know, yeah. and it was the most apart possible from the art institution at that point, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why I can understand this people uh, effect uh, from uh, how this shift in a way, you mm -hmm. know, because mm -hmm. a friend of mine who is um, a very well known also VJ, he explained to me that in a way the part that doesn't have to do with the market. Mm -hmm. Um, that generates value in this um, uh, scene, uh, it has to do with community, like online community yeah. recognition, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so he sold this kind of um, whole life uh, over kind of thing, like a compilation of I don't know how many years. So yeah. it was like... Uh, uh, so there's also that. There's also the value, like a recognition of the community that yeah. I hope this could, um, in a way, be independent uh, to some extent from the uh, variabilities uh, of um, the market itself, you know? You mean the art market? Or well, the, the, the no, the, um, the in this case, the crypto market. Yeah. Um, Th that shift I understood with people in a way, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But also, what? But uh, again, what does it mean for art? You know, art at, until that point, because they call it crypto art <coughs> in a way, Sorry. was uh, the farthest away possible from these scenes. You know, like making um, motion graphics for an event for mm -hmm. a party. This was what VJ was. You know, I think if you see people, the whole, I mean. I, I saw an interview and, and and he was live there and he was celebrated and blah 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 and he he also said okay oh, I owned 90, 90 million dollars now and everything but people forget and that's what what he mm. said is like that uh, for 20 years yeah I earned nothing you know right that's yeah. the, and and and, um, and now you telling me mm. that he was actually accessible he he offered his work to the to public is also something very grateful and very cool actually doing this, you yeah. know. So so he did actually a lot of good stuff. So that's why hmm. thumbs up. Um, the but if you see if you see um, I mean every day at I don't know what time he produces an artwork. Every day since since so many years, you know. Right, because so it's, it's called uh, something like that, not the title of the. Work. Yeah, but mm. it is a performance. If you see the whole the whole thing from uh, if you see it from a from a traditional art perspective, it's a fucking performance, you know. He he does this. Uh, can I say the word fucking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, and and he did that for so many years. This is a performance. We have a similar artist. Remember Dave Paul? Yes. Yeah, Dave Paul, he, he works as a project, uh, it's called A to Z. He's visualizing the concise Oxford Dictionary. Um, and in the end, we will have something like 15,000 artworks, you know, and this is also very demanding. So mm. And then he expects that, that, that he will produce or finish the whole thing in 35 years. So this is a performance. I also define this I as performance. I understand. So what you're saying is that people, even though it's, it's external from the art world, world um, this project is approaching like um, a rigorous, structuralist, um, how can you say, um, formal uh, art process. Yeah, it is way. actually. And yeah. that's what validates it in yeah. a way. Well, I, 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 I cannot decide what it was this value. <laughs> I mean, I'm very, very, uh, um, um, although I'm in the art uh, markets. Uh, uh, right, you are an art market specialist. But but it's, it's I don't know whether I can say what is value. This is a very arrogant uh, approach. Right. I mean, so it's, I, we, 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 in our gallery, we are not representing the art. We Excellent. have just a part of it. We have our profile. And, and very often it's it's the decision why we actually have an artist and the thing is also that he fits to other artists in our profile. That mm. There is a dialogue starting. You know, but we are not the art. Right. <laughs> and this is exactly the, the challenge, no? Because um, uh, you also uh, worked or did a lot of market research and so yeah. so. Um, that's why it's interesting that you put yourself this challenge to do it differently also from a market yeah. perspective, you know? Yeah, as I said, we want to confront also. Hmm. I mean, we, we, we also, I mean, also, I know I said, okay, they do also beautiful art, but just because it's, it's critical, why, why should then exclude it be from the art market? You know, that's, I mean, the message. I agree, yeah. yeah. So you have to confront the people um, mm. and then also make a statement. Mm. And it happens actually, it, it happens before, Alan, if you think about the German expressionist, you know, yeah. in Berlin, like Otto Dix, for example, yeah. confronting with his art the, the disaster of, this, of the First World War and, and mm. the tragedy and everything. He, he did that, you know, he was, he, he, um, the establishment, he, he was confronting with, with that discussion. And it was still beautiful, you mean? He but, was a very good painter. But do you think that for the traditional eyes at the time, was it beautiful? 
Is that, uh, At that time? Which, yeah. Um, no. I, I think mean, he was also confronting in that aspect. Very confronting. I mean, he was, uh, there was this, uh, uh, um, what was the name? Um, I forgot it. This <laughs> exhibition uh, at Arte de Kunst. Yeah, I, I don't know the English word, Arte de Kunst, and he was also part of that. You know, that was when the, when the Nazis decided to to actually forbid artwork, which ah, which okay. which, uh, um, and he was also part of it. So that's why he actually went into inner immigration because yeah. uh, he was not Jewish, but he just stopped and and was only painting. was too vanguardist. He was he was then doing landscape all the time, yeah, but still very beautiful. Hmm. But um, um, yeah, so. He was also hmm. excluded in that uh, time. But I can understand how this uh, shift could be very exciting because people that was dedicating to a video or electronics as a form of art decades before this happened, I can understand how this can be exciting uh, looking forward, you know, um, yeah. because it can be finally the end of this constant crisis of the traditional model, except, uh, at least for some forms of art, you know. I remember by this uh, time uh, I was working at your gallery, um, it was the dilemma of how to sell the video works, you know, if with the mini disc or if online, how to certificate this. And at another gallery I was working, um, we were selling, like, there was... Um, a big print, but it actually came in a smaller frame and the print you came on the disc, so you would pr print it mm. and had the instructions to, there was always like, um, um, uh, it took a lot of creativity always to try to think how to validate this from the art perspective, let's say, mm -hmm. even though it's a format or that escapes always, you know, mm -hmm. digital mm -hmm. to, to to be direct, like mm -hmm. the digital, uh, this uh, non-physical aspect of artworks, mm -hmm. it's what's uh, difficult to grasp and to process and sell. In the, and this is what might be stopping now. That's why I understand can be so exciting, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for someone that um, was already dedicated to um, uh, still uh, work with these digital forms, or mm -hmm. at least in relation to these digital forms of art, um like you how do you how do you see the future are you optimistic are you pessimistic oh i'm not jesus are you betting <laughs> on something yeah um, this is the speculative futurism part of the podcast okay okay um <laughs> I have mixed feelings, and on the, on the one hand, you know, I'm not 20 anymore, and, uh, and but I you're still betting on something, let's say. So you have, you must have a picture of uh, how things you think. We we are go. a media art mm. gallery. We have to mm. we have to discuss NFTs, and we have also discuss uh, Web 3.0. So there are, it's, mm. this is which NFT is a part of it. But there are many, many other things like uh, Internet of Things and blah, 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 which right. develops. So th this, this is going to be very uh, exciting for, for us. Mm. We, we are a media art gallery, and if we would not deal with that, we wouldn't be a video art gallery, in my opinion. You know? I agree. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a discussion. We are, co we, we are also, we've also confronted with something very new. Yeah? There's a lot of exciting things going on. Um, and sometimes um, I'm a little bit like overwhelmed because... Uh, you know, it's, it's I, I get the every day I get approaches from from people offering uh, they open a new platform. Uh, please give me your content and blah blah yeah, blah. So all the time. Also, you chose something that is called new media for I don't know for decades already. Yeah. So this is yeah. it. It, uh, it tends to get to you also at some point. Something that is being new all the time, but yeah. at the same time changing yeah. is. Are you, I'm also very interested in that intersection yeah. of things, of course, yeah. and I think that's one of the aspects. You know, yeah. it's always escaping, ever escaping in a way. And there's and there's this this um, uh, yeah. But if you do good work, yeah, then also as a gallery you will exist because you do good work. I mean, this this is this is the the the, the discussion. Hmm. If you still think you are benefit for the whole discussion for the for the markets or for the collectors or for 
for visitors of your of your of your exhibitions, then you will exist. Yeah. If you do bad work, you go. Hmm. But this happens to everyone. I mean, also NFT artists. You know, if if they if uh, I don't know at the moment everyone is producing NFTs. Wait five years. Are they still doing this? You know. Um, do they develop in a way, in 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 a, in a manner they you you uh, coherent uh, yeah, way? Yeah, hmm. you see, it's, there's authenticity there, and and hmm. yeah, you, you don't know. This is the beginning of of a, of, of, of a new new thing. Um, yeah, and there is also something which uh, one platform, for example, which was really like promising because he had a democratic approach was Hick at Nook. Maybe you heard I about know. it, Hick at Nook. Yeah, but the guys um, closed it um, because of uh, I don't know trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, so, so there's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, good community there, yeah, which which does a good job, um, but it's also, in my opinion, a little bit overwhelmed from the whole development. And also, you know, there's this thing China is is trying to block NFT, for example, and. Um, There's a lot of. I forgot going. nowadays China has the power of just blog things in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you, then you're still uh, going uh, forward with the gallery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, totally independent in a way, uh, but you also uh, join um, a local. Um, Partly state-funded, very interesting uh, initiatives related to media art, like uh, you're going to be at the CTM Forspiel yeah. um, with Marlon Mayer. Yeah, wonderful artist. Uh, CTM is the Club Transmediale, it's uh, like a sister festival from Transmediale, who is a huge, uh, uh, internationally very well-known um, uh, media art. A transmedia mm-hmm. uh, festival mm-hmm. and Club Transmedial is a sister festival that kind of deals more with popular culture mm-hmm. um, and in Berlin specifically specifically this dialogues a lot with club culture and so so I totally love this festival it mm-hmm. has the intersection of a lot of things that I am really into and uh, the Forspiel is a section before the festival starts that um has to do more with local uh, spaces, more um, independent and experimental uh, spaces. And there's going to be um, participatory ecosystem <laughs> installation <laughs> performance thing that I heard it will totally block the functioning of the gallery. <laughs> How yeah. is this? Uh, this is on the 21st. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's um, I love it. <laughs> I, I really love it. I mean, you know, like uh, we, we call ourselves Arctic's Impulse uh, mm. Contemporary Art and Discourse. Right. And, and the discourse is, is uh, uh, as I know, it's sometimes very difficult to actually promote the whole thing. But we have video podcasts, we have Arctic's Impulse Surfing With, and also things like that. You yeah. know, like you do a performance or you do an artwork which actually completely locks you out and you are not able to 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 be in your own space. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of work around as a statement. Also, mm. that uh, the kind of art is important and 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 um, and it's also you know you realize that uh, in uh, when we had this this many many rooms at uh, at Straße, young artists they felt. Uh, completely stressed because uh, they had uh, four rooms and, and uh, I don't know, 25 or 50 meters of wall to mm. fill. And they started immediately to do to, to, to a retrospective. They showed everything because we had so much space at the time. Mm. Yeah, So that was really right. a tricky situation. And, and the, the whole thing about space or gallery space uh, is for us important. We have something called... Um, It's a new development, shared space. So basically what we have, our space is not very big at the moment, it's our headquarter, but when we actually have an, an exhibition, a group exhibition or something bigger, we hire space. Mm-hmm. So we are not, um, um, this is also um, a result of our discussion where we felt that the space dictates actually your curation sometimes. Because uh, right. you need to, if you have a lot of windows, for example, it's very difficult to, to darken, to mm-hmm. do video art. Or you have, uh, the, the, the first question um, a gallerist or curator has, oh, does it fit in the space? Yeah. And if you have uh, um, a, a space, 
a permanent space. Hmm. So you end up after quite quite some years having okay, this is this this doesn't go because the space it doesn't work there and so on. And so Otherwise, forth. it's always a site specific. Yeah, work, yeah, let's yeah. say, and and we 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 are fully aware of this situation, and we had this kind of idea to actually, um, if we if we um, yeah either we plug our space now we no or hmm. we go somewhere else and just find the space where we can show something interesting. Different, different. So that's yeah. that's our thing. It, It's a way to break out the white cube uh, curation wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you are in Berlin by the twenty first. Uh, you're invited to this participatory ecosystem. Yeah, actually, I, I want to explain a little bit. Um, yeah, there's a suit, and and it has the pressure contacts, and it has also sensors. And then uh, when you actually walk into the into the uh, the, the art piece, yeah. you communicate actually with the uh, the, the plants. They, they sense you. It says you will be communicating with living beings. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, yeah. So the, the the plants react; they recognize your your presence, yeah. and uh, this signal is then transferred that you actually feel your presence through plants or to living things there. So that's going to be very cool, actually. Yeah. Nice. I will definitely be there. Thank you, Pierre, for coming here. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Pablo, for having me here. Thank you.